He's good. Really. All right. All right. Oh, here she is. Just in time to. So we'll call this meeting to order. Thank you very much. The, uh, the first item on our agenda is uh, elections of officers. This is an item that we do every November, Kevin, is that correct? That's okay. correct. Um, currently, I am serving as the chair, Cameron's vice chair. Are there any volunteers from the group who would like to change that? We, we do not have term limitations on this committee, do we, Kevin? So We do not. We consider it every year, but you can reappoint the existing or select new okay. chair and vice chair. And currently, you may have said this, but the, the chair is obviously Michael Dybeck and the vice chair is Tamara Hall. Yep. Any discussion from members of the committee who would like to step forward? No? Any, any motion for renewal? Second that. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? <laughs> Whether you liked it or not. I know. <laughs> First right through. Okay. <clears throat> um, next yeah, item is uh, public comment period. Were there any members from the public needing to comment? Nope. I think you're the only public here. <laughs> the Okay, well then we will move on to item number four for uh, director's report, and this is an informational item. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Max Corton. I'm the director and general manager of Marine County Parks and Open Space, and um, officially as of Tuesday. Congratulations. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I've been serving as the interim uh, director for the last six months. Um, and just really, really excited to be here and working with you all. And, and, um, and in this role, we have an incredible staff and an incredible community. And, and I, I think especially with Measure A, this is just a really exciting time. So um, just like to take a few minutes to go over what we've been working on, some of our recent accomplishments. Um, and, you know, most of this will be items that were in last year's budget, but just to... Um, you know, the last six months has been an exciting time because we've finally really started go getting rolling on some of the big projects that we've been planning for the last couple of years. Um, so I'd just like to highlight a few of those. The first one is some of the, the, the projects from our road and trail management plan. And so we had, I think, about five projects um, in the Giacomini Preserve, um, in uh, down in, in Region 1, sort of near Mill Valley, a, a number of projects, um, and uh, Roy's Redwoods, um, and uh, over by Whites Hill. So an, a number of really important projects that were, uh, you know, really the encapsulate what our road and trail management is all about, which is combining recreational enhancements with the preservation of the environment and, and environmental restoration work. And so um, reducing the erosion that's caused by some of the poor alignments of those, old, those roads and trails, um, bringing uh, roads and trails out of creeks, so putting in uh, bridges so that uh, creek crossings are eliminated and, and um, you know, hazards for visitors are eliminated. 
and then also uh, providing trails um, that that provide important uh, uses for for visitation, um, and and finally uh, decommissioning some old uh, social trails that had were through sensitive habitat. So. Um, you know, that work is really, really exciting. This community has been involved in dozens of uh, road and trail planning meetings, and we had three more in this last summer. Um, and I just really want to appreciate this community for sticking with us through this planning process and getting to the point where we're able to deliver on some of these really, really important projects. Um, and then in our parks, we have, in the last six months, we have uh, gotten into construction on $4 million worth of park improvement projects. So we're finally really hitting the ground with some of these key projects, um, repairing the footings for the pier out at McNears Beach Park, um, uh, working on a, a culvert project at Corte Madera Creek so that that provides, it's a restoration project, basically it provides better um, water flow into the marsh there. Um, construction is complete on phase two of the Stafford Lake bike park, um, you know, which was not Measure A funded, but uh, also is a really important uh, feature that's that's really being well used and changing the way that that park is used, making it something that is utilized by the community a lot more on a regular basis. Um, We've, uh, we're, we've, we're also completing work on a, a new parking lot at Stafford Lake Park, and we've started work on a new playground, which is really cool. We have an incredible team of landscape architects on staff who are designing or working with outside consultants to design features that are innovative, that really speak to who this community is and what people are interested in. They're playgrounds that aren't don't look like they're out of a McDonald's, uh, you know, kids zone, but you know have wooden log features and and sort of natural features that are uh, you know things that I think this community are really interested in um, and are really special. Um, let's see, got a whole list of other projects here. I'll touch on real briefly. Um, Site furnishings, we have all kinds of old, funky benches, picnic tables, trash cans in our parks, and we are going through and uh, piece by piece replacing those furnishings, and especially to make sure that all of those are accessible with, for people with disabilities. Um, we are uh, we're reconstructing um, the staff operations facilities at Lagoon Park and McGinnis Park. So construction should start soon. And again, this is something that's been designed over the last year, and we're just getting to construction now. But there's a big deal. Those facilities, uh, just as an example, the McGinnis Park facility, which houses uh, three uh, full-time rangers and a whole crew of seasonals, is a converted shed that I think Chris actually worked on when he was a ranger. Um, but it has, there's the only restroom is an outhouse uh, next to it and you know it has um it there's no heat there's no it's it's just like a it's pretty funky and so we're these are modest uh facilities that we're building but they meet all the the requirements for for you know, our employees and and will keep us operating uh, fully um and we're uh, we we're going to be we had completed design on renovating the tennis courts at Pueblo Park um, 
and uh, a new picnic area has also been designed for Stafford Lake Park. So we're we're underway on um, uh, on a lot of projects and designing others. Um, also, like to mention um, the Wildlife Picture Index that we partnered with the One Tam Collaborative on. Um, a, a survey of park visitors that's better informing the work that we do. So both on the ground projects and uh, you know, and scientific and, and related initiatives to make sure that we're doing the best to serve this community. One really cool item too that I'd like to make you all aware of is uh, we're developing a program that we, we're calling Measure A Days. Uh, going forward. In the past, we've made uh, December uh, free for park visitors, and it was sort of like giving people a gift that they weren't that excited about because parks don't see a lot of visitation in December anyway. Mm -hmm. And so <coughs> we're looking at an initiative starting this coming in 2017 calendar year to have every Saturday be a free day in all of our park sites. Um, and you know, something to make sure that people are, are interested, who want to visit parks, have an opportunity to do that throughout the year, regardless of their ability to pay. Um, and another item, can I talk about the So another item we're just about to roll out is a partnership with the Marin County Library, where we'll have 10 uh, free park passes available to check out for anybody with a library card in Marin County to make sure that we're able, again, to provide uh, access for people who couldn't afford to access. We only have three uh, fee parks and two fee boat launches, but make sure that there's free access available to those who can't afford to pay. So um, that wraps up my report. Thank you. Any questions? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, would, is it Max? Yes, correct. Would, would you give us a little idea of your background? And sure. Or how you got here? Yeah, sure. So I started with uh, Marin County Parks two and a half years ago as a superintendent of operations uh, for our north region. Um, before that, so I, I started out uh, my first park-related job. I was a seasonal ranger for the U.S. Forest Service when I was 19, and uh, it was I, I kind of signed up for the job on a whim out of – Eastern Sierra and Mammoth Lakes, and I thought this was the coolest job I could ever imagine, and I went and changed all my classes at UC Santa Cruz to uh, environmental studies, and I've been working in this field ever since. So I, I worked uh, in the Sierras. I worked for the Los Padres National Forest as a wilderness ranger. Um, I worked on the Lost Coast for the Bureau of Land Management as a backcountry ranger. I ran backcountry trail crews. Um, Got my undergraduate degree at UC Santa Cruz in environmental studies and then my master's degree at Humboldt State in natural resource science. <coughs> and uh, then moved down to the Bay Area about 10 years ago and I was the program director for the Conservation Corps in the North Bay. And uh, it was a great opportunity to really learn from all the land managers here. There's an incredible wealth of, of, uh, of, of people uh, managing the land here in, in areas. And I was lucky enough to come on board with the incredible team at Marin County Parks, and I just feel very honored to, to serve this community. <coughs> Thank you. I think the Measure A Days is a great idea, too. Yeah. Thanks. Other questions? Thank you very much, and 
I was curious about the Bucks Landing. Um, what's in plan for that property? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't know that there's a lot that I can tell you beyond you know that we're still um, working with the property owners there and, and haven't uh, completed an acquisition. But I think it's a um, it's a it's a really great opportunity and um, will be. Uh, We'll continue working towards that that goal. Would it still be a, a ramp, a boat ramp for like kayaks or <coughs> boats? Yeah, I think uh -huh. that's the possibility. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I don't think we have a, a fully developed plan for the site yet, but I, I think there's a lot of potential for a, a, a facility like that. Right. Any other questions? Uh, Max, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, that Joe and I have had the pleasure of touring uh, some of the different sites, um, going through the road and trail management plan and construction and progress. Um, wonderful work, great stewardship, um, good plans that are actually being put into action. So it was very nice to see. Thank you so much. And, yeah, we certainly invite any of you who are interested out. And additionally, we'll have – I've asked our senior managers to present at your next meeting a more in-depth mm -hmm. – slideshow with lots of pictures of the projects we're doing yeah, it was very good work um, very committed staff so thank you you are on a good team and congratulations um, item number five the approval of the minutes from the last meeting February 11th 2016 has everybody had a chance to review the minutes mm -hmm. Is there any corrections that need to be made move approval move approval second second okay all in favor aye, aye. Oppose? I have to abstain. I was not at the meeting. Okay. Item number six, which is a presentation of subrecipient audit measures. <coughs> so, Kevin Wright, Marin County Parks. Typically, we have two auditors here with us, but we only have one today, the Department of Finance. Uh, the auditing the auditing firm, Bedowding Associates, that typically audits Marin County Parks and their use of measure expenditures is not here because they'll be presenting in February. Okay. And in our next item on the Munis accounting system, we'll talk more about this, but the reason for their absence in this delay is because of the transition at the county level to that accounting system. Um, and we think it's important that you know more about that. Uh, this was the second year of the Department of Finance subrecipient audits. Wow, that was a change. And there are two audit reports in front of you. One is um, the uh, standard audit report that shows no findings. And then there's a second report that uh, includes non-reportable observations. And these are really observations from the Department of Finance when looking through all the information with the cities and towns. Um, the Marin RCD, the community grant grantees, uh, recommendations on how to improve our management and oversight of Measure A funding. And so uh, I have here to my left Margie Roberts uh, from the Internal Audit Division of the Department of Finance, and she'll talk more about both these reports. Yep. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, committee members. Um, as what Kevin has mentioned, there is one audit report in there that's the compliance audit report, which is for fiscal year 2014-2015. Uh, 
ending June 30th, 2015. And in that compliance audit report, there are no uh, exceptions found as far as the compliance of subrecipients in spending their money of uh, Measure A. Um, do you have any questions on that? No? So uh, we intentionally prepared a separate report for non-reportable conditions or observations because we want to make sure that the public and the committee understands um, that the subrecipients did did um, comply with the requirements of Measure A. So the non-reportable observations are observations uh, that we just have to tell the management uh, that these are observations that they can improve on. And so I just want to point out that there are four un there are four observations. And all of these observations had already been taken care of by uh, the staff of parks. And there was a subsequent event information in there also, which was also had been taken care of with uh, Marin City. So and if I could just quickly summarize probably the most important piece that came out of this, it is that as the manager of all the city town special district funding, it's important to make sure that both the project or program manager that is planning the use of funding and the finance person within that jurisdiction are talking to one another and uh, meeting regularly mm -hmm. to make sure they're on the same page. Because essentially, <clears throat> as we've gone over in, in previous years, we have the work planning process that staff looks at to make sure that they're on track to spend money appropriately, and then the expenditure reporting process. And in a couple of cases, the actual expenditures didn't match up. And so it's really making sure that these two uh, staff at each jurisdiction are talking to one another. That's really key here. So your observation is that it was an error versus intentional? Um, I would say that as far as expenditure is concerned, the expenditures are within the limits. Or, or within the, they are complying with the requirements of Measure A. However, when they put a reporting to Kevin, the information is incorrect. But when we look at the actual expenditure, the expenditures are in compliance with Measure A. So, okay. a, a finding would have been more, um, and I'll let Margie weigh in on this. But for instance, if we found that Measure A funds were being diverted into a separate account that we could no longer track. Um, or, for instance, yeah, you know, if an expenditure was outside of the expenditure plan um, that the cities and towns are held to. Um, I'm trying to think of other instances. Um, those well, are the only two things. Those know, are the important ones. That you know ahead of time that they're changing their direction. Correct. It's still Measure A, but a different direction. So we had a series of meetings with a variety of jurisdictions following the audit work at the Department of Finance with specific staff. And um, I think the plan is to, at least once a year, meet with staff from all the different entities to make sure they're on the same page. And the subrecipients are really very open to our suggestions, uh, especially uh, Marin City. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. There's a surprising amount of staff turnover going on in local agencies, I think all over. but. Is that report just shared with staff, or is it also shared with 
the elected officials within those municipal agencies? Um, it was shared with their staff. Um, it was not, I, I didn't send it to, for instance, every city council. Okay. Um, it, is, it is public. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I want to thank my staff, Henry Ong. He's um, the person who actually did the actual <coughs> work um, for testing. He's brand new, started in April, and this is his first uh, audit project. And I also want to thank uh, the staff of all the subrecipients and the parks management, Kevin and Yvonne, and of course, Department of Finance Management, um, our director, Roy Given, Assistant Director, Mina Martinovich, and our uh, fiscal division chief, uh, Anu Bagchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when, when one of these agencies or municipalities makes a request for this, they give us a proposal and then we kind of vet that that proposal within the guidelines and that we approve their proposal and, and give them the funds and then they have to make sure that they're used in that manner that they had originally proposed. Correct. And these observations are when they kind of veer a little bit out of what they proposed or they weren't clear about what they were going to use, it was different? So. Exactly. So on a year-by-year cycle, um, the work plan, which is what they propose to do before the beginning of the fiscal year, is submitted. That's reviewed by staff to make sure their planned expenditures are on track before we give them the first disbursement the next year. And then after that year is ended, they submit an expenditure plan uh, triggering a next disbursement. And so it just goes round and round. Um, the important piece is that there's also additional oversight, which is the audit process, and that's where we have the Department of Finance as an independent auditor come in and double-check my work and also really dive into the details of the numbers in the expenditures and make sure that um, everything looks good because I only really look so deep. I'm making sure that generally everything's on track, staff understand and they're responsive, um, but Margie really gets into detail in her selections. Are they given like a guideline of what they can be used for and what can't be used for so they know we can do this, but if we do that, then we're in violation of that use? They, they did. So first, the ordinance and expenditure plan attached to Measure A that was approved by the board um, is the high-level guidance. And then every uh, municipality that participates in this program signed a grant agreement that details exactly how they spend it, and that's reiterated on the work plan and expenditure report. Templates. And is, is the breakdown mostly attributed to <coughs> turnover and staff who aren't familiar with those guidelines? And is that where most of the issues come from? That's, that's true. That oftentimes uh, I would find out midway through the year when I try to contact someone that that person was no longer there. And then um, I would basically track down the replacement if there was one or an appropriate staff member. And in all cases, go through sort of a an educational process, I w- you know, because I store all the same records they do. If they didn't have those, I would give them, you know, their complete set of records, and then sort of go through the process, walk through the grant agreement, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so is this a this is an audit? It's not like a compilation or a report or what level? It's a compliance it audit. Is, it's mm-hmm. a compliance audit. Yeah. Okay. And is there? 
Is there a distinction between that or different levels of audits? Um, well, there is the complete audit you're probably thinking of is uh. a financial audit, okay. which basically you vouch, which is actually what Badawi is doing, which is financial audit. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we're doing is really just making sure uh -huh. that the um, subrecipients complied with the requirements of the grant agreement, which is also about measure a uh, requirement. The two go hand in hand. Um, and so our opinion is on, as a whole, if all of the uh, subrecipients complied with the requirements of Measure A. Um, there are 25 subrecipients. We only tested uh, six of them. Uh, last year, we didn't have any exceptions. This year, we didn't have any exceptions again. Last year, we selected 10. This year, we only selected six because it, uh, the risk is low because last year, it's uh, there are no exceptions. And then this year, again, the risk is still low because there are no exceptions. Um, however, we pointed out some things like uh, delay in submitting a work plan, delay in submitting uh, expenditure plan, which has nothing to do with compliance with Measure A. And, and what are the uh, <coughs> ramifications if for some reason we it doesn't get used as what are appropriate or we what do we risk what are the potential is there penalties or we would ask them to remedy the situation and make sure that staff was properly trained on the errors and and basically withhold any future payments until <coughs> we'd address the situation and, and are we as a county are we at risk at all if they if there's a finding that isn't acceptable um, as far as financial is concerned, uh -huh. um, we are at risk, but the risk is very small because of the materiality, because whatever we give out to the community or to the subrecipients are pretty small compared to the total revenue that we receive from Measure A. Uh, however, the ramification on the credibility of the county and mm -hmm. managing uh, Measure A is high regardless of materiality. So. I imagine if there's an inappropriate expenditure that <coughs> is outside of the measure A work plan that uh, the grantee would actually be asked to reimburse the county for the misspent funds. It is actually spelled out in the grant agreement. Right. So the, we reminded yeah, actually. That, that would be the ultimate remedy. Yes. Get the money back. And right. during our meetings with the different um, Subrecipients, we reminded them that hey, if you didn't right. really do or perform according to the scope in here, it says it in the grant agreement. You signed it, uh, and we even um, before we even have these grant agreements, we got the blessings from the county council mm -hmm. for the language of all of our contracts with uh, with the subrecipients. So we got, I think, we got our risks taken care yeah. of on the county side. Thank you. Cities and towns can't run away. That too. <laughs> 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 we know where they live. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's a snapshot in time. Um, mm -hmm. So we've got disbursements that exceed expenditures because some of those projects will cross over into another fiscal year. Uh, it might be helpful to have, since we've been doing this for a number of years, just an informational table um, okay. that kind of shows the, the multi-year aspect of it. Um, okay. Because I think on, on some where you've got funding and very little expenditures, um, 
because they made a they might have occurred in August. Yes. Um, to look at it on a longer time frame, I think would be useful. Okay. So. Um, would you like Would you like that in the next meeting or uh, the next meeting? Okay. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you guys report on what we do <coughs> or that we as the county do with the Measure A funding. Do we have an idea of what the, these municipalities use it for? I mean, do they <coughs> give us a list, like, you know, they built a new park or put a new slide in or whatever it is? I mean. That's, that's what the subrecipient ought to do. Yeah. Right, but mm -hmm. does it tell you specifically what, what the money oh, I'm sure they do. We do in it. <coughs> they, have, they have to fill out all that information when that's they request the money with the work plan and exactly what they're going to do. And then that's what Kevin's looking at before he approves it, before they get any money. I don't think we see that way. Okay. Well, Joe, Joe typically you see it in two locations. Mm -hmm. One, um, traditionally we've uh, had some room in the annual report uh -huh. to talk about the information, uh -huh. but also typically this meeting I have a, a very lengthy PowerPoint presentation and dedicate you know maybe 10 slides just talking about the cities and towns and their work and profile a few key projects. Their projects are very similar to ours uh, in that it's vegetation management, um, park maintenance, it's, it's really all over the place within the confines of their allowable expenditures. Um, but in February, the reason that's not happening this time is because of this munis transition, but in February I'll have a similar presentation um, that'll talk a lot more about where they're spending money. I mean, for, for me the point would be <coughs> more to show the community how, where are this Measure A money's going so that they, when we come up for Revoting on it or reapproving re re Measure A, that right. people understand it's not just in the county, but it's actually in their towns and everything else. That you know, we want to highlight those a assets that they've received, not just out in the woods, but around the corner for them. I appreciate that the yeah. cities and towns have been pretty good about noting Measure A when they um, do ribbon cuttings on projects, okay. and they've also been uh, posting these green signs that are about this big. So that's, that's a help, but I agree that the more we talk about it, the better. And that PowerPoint presentation that you've done for us in the past, um, I believe that you actually had done some of those at service clubs as well. That's correct. <coughs> so um, either through Rotary Clubs, because I think you had done some Rotary presentations or staff members had, as well as other community groups. And, and I'd encourage that, um, as well as posting it on the website, just so that it is made as public as possible in terms of the work that's being done. Any other questions, concerns? You need a motion on this, Kevin? So on this item, it's an action item, and you are recommending to the Board of Supervisors to accept this audit report. Um, it's not the non-reportable observations, but it's the sort the, of the primary audit report. The primary audit report. Do I have a motion? I'll move. Second? I'll second it. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? None? Thank you very much. Just making sure, did we have public comment on this item? Oh. I just want to make sure we didn't skip that. On this one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. Perfect. So. Sorry, I didn't hear it. Was there public? Did we? <laughs> Public comment that that was addressed there? 
Kevin, did we call for that? Unless so. you want to be, but you don't have to. <coughs> Does that come? No, but I will say something, and some of my questions have already been answered. <coughs> but I am a Tiburon resident, and I am in touch with the town of Tiburon all the time. This morning, uh, with the accountants, and she gave me some numbers. But anyway, managing parks, open space preserves, and recreation programs and vegetation may be, it seems, appears all inclusive. So my questions are, are there definitions of what is legitimate, a legitimate project for funding and what is not legitimate within these categories? And I'm especially concerned about the um, recreation part. Does it include uh, entertainment, for example? So can a town um, build bleachers or a bandstand or something for a concert? Would that be an appropriate use of the money? And also, if a subrecipient, this is what I was concerned about this morning, if a subrecipient does not use up the dispersed funds in a fiscal year but carry them over to the next, to the other future fiscal year, does the oversight committee keep track of these remainders and make sure that they're appropriately used? And then also, I was, I've asked Kevin that before, I've been in touch with Kevin. I was kind of surprised that uh, among the uh, four observations, the non, uh, whatever you call them, non-enforcement, oh, I can't remember what you call them, that there was not an, a situation where uh, a, a town had submitted a work plan that included something that is not uh, an appropriate project. So those are my questions. Thank you. Thank you. I'm to the chair. I'm happy to respond um, if um, that, that's fine. Okay. So. Regarding the uh, carryover of funding, and even if I don't hit all your questions, um, feel free to remind me. If, but I'm going to hit at least two. Um, <coughs> the carryover. So this is tracked annually uh, in both the work plan and expenditure report. Um, actually, as a separate line on those reports, and is also looked at by the Department of Finance. Now, obviously, Measure A funds carry over, and um, a couple of things happen. One, um, local municipalities can identify expenditures that are over multiple years, um, and that can either look like um, a plan where they're actually saving funding for future use, or uh, in at least a couple of cases, they have basically taken out, um, they, they've borrowed money and they built a project and they're paying back on that loan. Um, so it goes a couple of different directions, but that's looked at both by Margie's team and myself. Uh, and regarding the appropriate use of expenditures, the expenditure plan attached to the ordinance that was approved by the board has specific um, I guess, types of projects that Measure A can be spent on that are related to both parks and open space. And it's, it's not very detailed um, because of the fact that there are a variety of municipalities that own different types of land and there were a large number of needs expressed uh, at the local level. And um, so during the process of developing this expenditure report, it's important to make sure to consider all of those different needs but they are all related to um, basically caring for parks and open space and uh, in one case purchasing um, additional parks or open space at the local level. 
So we look at that. Um, but in addition to that, when we were creating these agreements and rolling out Measure A, um, we also looked at a lot of board footage. Um, we looked back at our conversations with the public and continued to listen to the public. And um, one of the core messages was caring for what we have. And so um, some of that information and guidance from the public is carried through in our decision making. Uh, and finally, um, as far as our own decision making as a department, um, in addition to listening to the public and bringing our draft budgets before the Parks and Open Space Commission, the board also approves um, our larger expenditures related to Measure A. And so there, there's a lot of oversight and guidance happening at different levels. Thank you. And it does, I, I think the other question was, uh, would, I guess, facilities that would support an entertainment <coughs> be within? Correct. So at the, the local level, um, if the properties are managed by the parks agency, so for instance, a common expenditure you'll see is doing maintenance on um, community centers uh, that tend to be attached to larger recreation grounds because local jurisdictions, unlike um, the county parks department, um, have a lot of programs that are both indoors and outdoors. And so the funding at the local level considers um, maintaining those facilities for indoor recreational use as well as outdoors. Okay, another question that probably has to do with the What about bridging? You need to be at the microphone, oh, please, so yeah. it can be recorded. Thank you. Yes. Bridging a, a private harbor. I mean, I know don't know very much about this, but I understand that anything that's underwater would be public property. Would dredging be uh, considered an appropriate expenditure? I can't think of an instance where that would be appropriate. Okay, even though it would be public property if if it's underwater, I was told. Correct. This funding um, cannot go to any public property. It goes to specific uh, park agencies at the local level and the lands that they manage. And if the town manages that water i i think the level of detail on this since right. there's some very specific oh, okay. questions that are coming in are probably yeah. dealt oh, with okay. better where all of those details can be shared with staff and i am available yeah. And, yeah and then if need be they can come back up to this committee following that review um, but just i think the level of detail is such that uh, we're not prepared to have that conversation so thank you very much though for bringing it to the attention so other questions Thank you very much. The next item on our agenda is the change, I guess, in the auditing procedures. So, so as a replacement to my uh, extensive presentation on measure A expenditures that you all love, um, today we're talking about Munis, which is the county's new accounting software. And it's important to bring this information to you so you understand the transition that's happening at the county, but also as an explanation of why, for instance, we're not having the Badawi audit presented today and um, that other presentation. We are excited about Munis because it has a lot of capacity that we didn't have in the past to drill down and look at expenditures, and so present us with some new tools to uh, manage and oversee the use of Measure A. 
Uh, to my left is uh, Yvonne Zubkow, Administrative Services Manager, and she'll tell you a little bit more about the timeline, where the county is, and where we're headed. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, it's been an exciting year. I want to say that uh, the accounting staff, myself, and the program managers, including our um, director and assistant director, have all been participating in training of the new software. So the County of Marin um, purchased and implemented what's called MUNIS, which replaces SAP. And without going into the weeds, it's been very exciting. It's offering us um, and the program excuse me, the program managers an opportunity to uh, look at their um, projects individually and for reporting. Um, I will say Bedawi and Associates have, there are auditors, our financial auditors, and they have finished their field work. And with the implementation of new software, um, Margie's assisting us with the reconciliation of two softwares to each other. So without going, going even farther into the weeds, and I see Tamara nodding, <laughs> um, Badawi is waiting for our final trial balance when we close fiscal year 16 and uh, we'll be coming back to you in February with their presentation and their audit report. So that's that's where we're at and an explanation for uh, Badawi not being here um, at this time in November to present to you their report. Um, but Badawi we'll, is still the contracted auditor? They are. And I will say I'm really excited when they were here in their field work and um, they were doing sampling and transactions that are in SAP, our software for fiscal mm -hmm. year 16, we were showing them Munis and, um, and very excited to show them the capacity of that program and one of the, um, I would say probably the double check of accounts payable invoicing um, they were very excited for that. There's a whole second level, department level, that um, my staff and I, I have to um, have a shout out to my, my staff, especially Amy Zhuang. Um, uh, both her and I are able to go in and double check and it's, it's an exciting time. And the auditors were very excited about it, so. Yes. Any, there, any other questions? There are a few of us yes. on this panel who understand the excitement of change. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the two of us will say, good for you. <laughs> very few. Very uh, there's only two, I believe. <laughs> we look forward to that report when it's available. Thank you. Hey, if yes. I could just jump yeah. in and thank Yvonne and her staff and really our entire staff. Changing our, our financial software has been a really big undertaking mm -hmm. and it's making our lives better, but it's been an incredible. They've been working overtime to make sure that everything runs smoothly through this transition, which is no small task. So my appreciation. Thank you. Thank you. Great. There's no other questions. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, item number eight, review of the draft uh, annual report. I'd like to invite Rosemary Passantino up here. And copies of this were distributed to everybody, I believe. Does everyone have some? So this is the not final draft you have before you. Uh, 
I brought Rosemary up here. She's actually our newest communication staff member, and I wanted to express my appreciation. It's always nice to bring someone in with fresh eyes who hasn't been that engaged with the department um, to look at a product that we've had for a couple of years and give some feedback based on her perspective from the outside world. And while we kept uh, most of the elements that we talked about initially and that we've been including in our report for a couple of years now, there are some new features and design elements that she brought to the table and helped with. Um, it's, the language and design is really um, created for a broader audience. And the content is organized into themes that relate back to a long-term vision for where the department is headed. Uh, the content is organized so it's more readable and scannable, which I'm sure you'll find. Um, and also the flow from front to back um, starts with more high-level numbers and then gets into more detail about the projects implemented. And finally, this design is really um, is thoughtful because it's looking forward where really in the future um, the, the presentation styles on the web um, in our online format are really going to match this. And so it's really preparing for better online presentation of this information. So um, as with every year, I invite you to look at this draft report and give us feedback about the design and content. Um, obviously, because of this um, delay with Munis, the numbers aren't there yet, um, but we plan to basically finalize things uh, through January and then have the final report available to you and to all the Measure A partners um, in February. Okay. You, you, you want to walk us through some of this? Or? Sure. Actually, Max did a great job of just talking about some of our um, year's accomplishments, but as you open it, You'll see a beautiful photo of Max. <laughs> and on the right, um, again, you'll see that instead of a lot of text, we're going to numbers that communicate well to the community. Mm -hmm. So you can really pick out, you know, basically a photo that looks like something you would enjoy. And then below that will be a number of uh, numbers talking about, you know, sort of summarizing an accomplishment in a certain area. So, for instance, under habitat preservations, 21 encroachments resolved um, on our open spaces, or that number below talking about the number of wildlife picture index photos of wildlife captured. Um, you can jump over to hazard prevention, uh, or you know, community well-being, just showing the number of uh, parks visitors that uh, were new to parks that enjoyed the parks for the first time, uh, thanks to the community grant program that Measure A funded. And then you open it up, and on your very left, you have more detailed projects. And again, not a lot of text, um, but really nice photos sort of capturing um, some of the big uh, projects we accomplished this year. In the center, we have the uh, Measure A subrecipients. And this year, we're pleased to say that we had three uh, farmland acquisitions that we contributed funds toward, um, thanks to Malt's good work. Just a little information about that. <clears throat> and then some uh, key projects that the cities and towns accomplished at the bottom. And unlike in previous years where these pie charts were sort of spread throughout the report, um, Rosemary had a good suggestion to actually put the financial table and all the pie charts together so you can look at them side by side. On the very back, we have the same old map. Um, this map is, again, going to be a compilation of sites that you can visit that were just completed last year, 
but also include sites that have completed, been completed, um, projects and things since the beginning of Measure A. So it's sort of a documentary of where to go and what to see if you're interested in, in Measure A accomplishments. And uh, a few things to look forward to at the bottom, including an adventure playground at Stafford Lake, uh, more directional signage um, rolled out in parks and open space. And we're doing some really interesting projects, uh, restoration projects, thanks to the resource team, including red-legged frog restoration. Kevin, I have a, a question on the 20% for farmland preservation. Sure. I wonder why that isn't broken down or itemized in your chart of uh, the individual expenditures. You, because money has already gone to malt and there's no way you can review expenditures. charts are placeholders right now, correct though? Or? Right, w which part of the report are you referring to, Jerry? I didn't understand you, I'm sorry. Oh, w which part of the report which are you looking at? Are you referring back over to these? Yeah. Um, Where would you like the information to? Well, I think it would fit right in there as a, one of those sub-functions. On the chart. Uh, yeah, on the, I'm sorry, on the chart, yeah. Uh, it's not highlighted. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, the the big table will itemize the exact expenditures. So, instance, it'll include the Marin RCD payments plus with the header farmland preservation. Exactly. Um, it falls under. But just to be clear, so most of the all of those charts on the um, these circular charts are uh, the 65 percent that comes to. Marin County Parks, right, Kevin? There's, I don't believe, I mean the, um, the these include, uh, those include the, the subrecipients, but I am understanding your point now that I'm looking at this more, that actually farmland preservation isn't broken out very well in the overall description of these financial figures, and typically we've reserved some space in the farmland preservation piece to describe that. So maybe we need to bring it back. But you're looking. Sure, Malt may use some of the dollars that go to it for field reviews and tree studies for uh, determining the, the whole program. Yeah. Well, the need. I see what you're saying. The no, that. The I mean the way that the funding for those the malt acquisitions works is that they request it and the board of supervisors approves the funding once the acquisition is uh, approved, right, Kevin? So it's, yeah. it's, not, uh, it's not like we just give them all the funding up front and then they can figure out how to, how to utilize it. It's also my understanding that uh, other than the RCD funds and some uh, stewardship funds, the, the vast majority of the Measure A funds for farmland are for the acquisition. Right. They do not cover any of the pre-acquisition or administrative or overhead costs. So that would come out of Malt's operating budget. Right. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. So that item then falls under the real property acquisition call or row that you have on that table 
for what you'd be looking for, and it's you just whether or not it would be called out separately. So. Traditionally, in the last two reports, we have described under the farmland preservation piece on the subrecipient page, like the specific dollar amounts. Um, and actually, I can see bringing that piece back so that people actually see the dollar amount spent this year because that's not really described anywhere else. Um, and that, that might change year over year depending on the material exactly. nature of, of that expenditure. Um, but it could just be the acquisition row with a sub row underneath calling it out if need be. Correct. And I was just going to add two comments as well. Um, one, back to your conversation about um, funding for conservation easements to malt, actually our disbursements go to escrow for those. So it's not actually um, cash that we disperse directly to malt. Also, um, payments for the farmland preservation program or the cities, towns, and special districts program, their expenditures are all part of that chart. And I, um, I liked your idea of actually calling out specifically the disbursements for those two other programs. Also, I was um, looking at the very last page where we could possibly add a graphic for farmland preservation. It looks like we have sufficient space allocation and also one for um, a graphical presentation of cities, towns, and special districts to add that, it sounds like that detail that you're looking for. So, yeah, so, so as, as we understand it currently, the, the these two pages, the pages of the graphs on yes. the table, um, are related solely to the 65% received by and expended by farmers. Actually, um, in the last two annual reports, it was all three programs no, but together. I mean, the right, right in now, the entire and program. what's we're, what we're looking at here. Oh, yeah, they're just uh, placeholders until okay. our um, fiscal year is closed and we populate okay. with the right. proper data. Right. So basically, the money that goes to malt is used for paying the landowner and nothing else. Correct. It's for the actual purchase of the easement. Pardon? It's for the actual purchase of the easement. Okay. Thank you. Sure. And that 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 is um, that is what the expenditure plan called for. Mm -hmm. Correct. And for the folks that aren't using computers. If they want to get a hold of Max, is there a phone number you could put on there? There is. Is there a phone number? For the front I desk. I do have a phone number. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can put it on there. Yeah. We'll we, we can add that. Yeah. yeah, because I get comments from a lot of the senior people that are not necessarily very flat facile with uh, computers and they want to be able to get a hold of <laughs> somebody to ask about a program or where a, a, a path is accessible or if there's benches and things like that. That's a great idea. So, thank you. Other comments? Questions? That's good. No? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Item number nine is a presentation of fiscal year 2016-17 measure a budget. All right. Good afternoon, committee members. Um, my name is Chris Chamberlain. I am currently the acting assistant director for County Parks. Um, this is my first time coming before your committee, so it's a pleasure to see you guys. Pleasure to be here. Um, thanks for having me. 
And um, the intention of this item is to really just kind of go over at a, a really high level overview of the current fiscal year budget, just to kind of uh, make your committee aware of, of what we're, we're working with. Um, and this year's budget that was approved by the Board of Supervisors um, was uh, in total for $15.49 million. And we also carried forward another $3.9 million from the previous year. And that carry forward was primarily for projects that had, were, were nearing the completion of design or heading into construction, for example. Um, the McNears Pier would be a good example of that. Um, and it was just was the timing of construction. So that's where that carry forward um, came into play. And of that, of our, of our budget, $3.47 million of that is um, uh, assigned for staff. That includes both full-time uh, employees and also seasonal staff um, for support. And that includes another 10.79, roughly, million dollars for project expenditures. And uh, those projects include a variety of, uh, a lot of what you heard in Max's general manager report. Uh, so I'm not necessarily going to get back into those. Um, but, you know, the road and trail pro the program includes uh, design work for projects that are slated for the coming years. It also talks about implementation projects that have been on the ground this year. Um, that uh, Mr. Dabak, you had mentioned about being out in the field and seeing some of the work. For example, the plunge was one that was mentioned. Uh, and it also uh, um, supports public meetings and community outreach and engagement um, that we've been very, um, you know, thoughtful and, and, and um, you know, work closely with the public on. Uh, the budget program also includes um, a component uh, related to our natural resource management program, uh, and that includes uh, this year's budget includes design work for Roy's Redwoods, uh, restoration projects. Um, it also included a, a red-legged frog uh, habitat enhancement project. Uh, it, it also includes a, a Cascade Canyon fire fuels reduction project, which is a very unique project. Um, we, you know, the, the natural resource management program includes a lot of vegetation management, uh, a lot of integrated pest management. Um, our, our, our department is really focused on opportunities to reduce the use of herbicides. Um, so we've got some very challenging initiatives that we work through to really push ourselves, our staff, um, to think outside the box and to look at alternative uh, options for, for managing our invasive species and the fire fuels uh, that we've got in our, in our properties. Uh, and the Cascade Canyon is one of those unique projects where we're really focusing on mechanical and handwork um, to manage, manage the invasive broom population that we've got out there. Uh, as far as the parks facilities program, that uh, consists of, of you know just over two two million dollars of projects, uh, as Max, Max mentioned in his report, the site furnishings, um, the McNears Pier, the the par new parking lot up at Stafford Lake Park, uh, tennis court renovation out at McGinnis Park, and and the one that we're just getting ready to break ground on now, which were the two operations facilities both here at Lagoon Park at the Civic Center, as well as McGinnis Park um, uh, operations facility. Um, the program, the budget program also includes uh, a visitor services component um, to the tune of $730,000. Again, it's, it's, uh, that component includes um, some replacement of some utility vehicles that are, are, are essential for the maintenance of our parks facilities um, and support staff. Um, you know, maintaining the parks is really a, it's a service industry, and it takes people to be out there to empty the garbage cans, to make sure the restrooms are clean, uh, et cetera, to make sure our preserves are, are, are maintained uh, effectively. Uh, we also have a science and research component uh, that consists of $132,000 that, that focuses on monitoring uh, and conducting biotic assessments out in our legacy zones, out in the open space preserves. 
Um, and, and lastly, the uh, communications program. And, and one of the, the, the cornerstones of that program in this year's budget is uh, implementation of our sign plan uh, to the tune of $750,000. And we're starting to see signs um, pop up. Actually, we've got some, some, some test signs that we've put out in the field, and then we're getting ready to go out to bid this winter to get some um, you know, really productive implementation of new signs, both in our regional parks as well as out in our open space preserves. So, you know, that, that kind of talks about the, the real high level, um, kind of some of the projects and the dollar amounts that we're talking about. Uh, I'd be happy to field any questions that you might have with respect to that. Questions? I have a very general question. I realize we're, we're concerned primarily with expenditures, um, but could you tell us what the total revenue from Measure A was in the most recent fiscal year? You know what, I don't have that in front of me. About. Yvonne, would you happen to have that? We, we might have to get back to you on that exact figure. Um, to the nearest. I know it was higher than what we were expecting, which was yes, a good thing. I think that we had 16,019. With a caveat of it being not <clears throat> factually, we can certainly get back to your committee with that, but we, we believe it was uh, close to 16 million. Okay, that, that's, that's wonderful. I, I know when Measure A was in the ballot, we were just using an estimate of around 10 million. Yeah. Right. Now that was, you know, three, almost four years ago now. We've been pleasantly surprised. With, I think with the growth of the economy, we've seen that through the growth of Measure A as well. That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, there, so an average of 2 to 3% each year above what we were expecting. Right. So that would be about 16. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it possible that you could email that some of your budget notes over to us and that number? Absolutely. Okay. Um, that would be helpful in terms of being able to go through and look at some of the details that you just discussed. Sure. If you have any other questions sure. that come through? Um, for the, um, the sign plan, the 750000 does that include the gate portion or is that a separate line item? Because I know that oftentimes we were looking at uh, signage and gates and Yeah, the gate, that does include a, a component of gates and really it's, it's, we're in the kind of the the prototype design and fabrication mm -hmm. phase of that. So yes, it does include yep. only I, that. I think we saw some of those prototypes yeah. and they look very good. Correct. So we'd love to see them everywhere. Right, right. So. Yeah, well, we hope to have a very productive uh, spring and summer of bidding and getting into construction contracts. Okay. Um, so one of the things on, on this Measure A funding in the beginning stages of it where we were receiving the revenue but there needed to be a cultural change in the the department in terms of realizing there was money to spend as opposed to just patching things up. Um, do you feel that 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 paradigm shift has been made? That I think our I think our capacity. I think we've really we've grown. Um, it takes resources to spend resources, and I think that we've certainly have grown in that from a staffing capacity, as you can see by the the numerics we presented with, right. with respect to staff. Uh, I think our our department has we've gotten some from very critical design documents. We're working on the master planning components that really will help direct that. So I feel like, and, and Max may want to add to it, but I f certainly feel like this year has been a, a very productive first year of really implementing the road and trail projects, uh, and we've got some good park and capital improvement projects that have been underway as a result of Measure A. So I think that we've really built in that capacity. We've, we've gotten better at it. I think we still have more room to improve, um, but we've gotten better, and we will continue to do that. And I think our, our work plans that you'll see going forward will continue to be as robust, if not more so, than what we've got in this year's program. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just add that, you know, when I started this position, actually when Ron Miska was retiring and I was, I was the acting assistant director for a brief period, that um, he said, you know, to me as we were starting our budget process for 1617, you know, my big, his biggest worry is that we won't be able to deliver on this promise of Measure A and that we weren't ready to step up and implement these projects. And I really feel like in the last, you know, six months, we've really changed the dynamic and we're delivering on these projects. I mean, you know, the between um, Yvonne's team, uh, our, our landscape architect team who, you know, oversees a lot of our park projects, our, um, our partners in DPW are helping us with project management. Um, it's really, it's really exciting to see action happening. Mm -hmm. And it, same with road and trail. I mean, between our park master plans and our, our road and trail plan and our vegetation management plan, we've asked this community to sit down with us and plan things for a long time. And it's really important that we're able to start delivering on real on the ground improvements. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're doing that. Another thing that we're doing this winter is we're putting together our first five-year capital improvement plan, and you know the the county has an overall Department of Public Works five-year capital plan. We'll, this will be a part of that plan, and we'll just be renewing it uh, regular annually. Oh, wonderful! And so it'll it it's where we probably should have been all along, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's really good. And, and I don't, you know, get me wrong, I'm not saying spend just for the sake of spending, yeah. um, but it's conversations that I have with Ron and with Linda yep. mm -hmm. um, that the resources are there yep. um, and the public is depending on, on that delivery of the promise. So and it's good to see as we toured through some of those um, that those are definitely taking place. Uh, but I know sometimes it's a staff paradigm too with people who have been limited for so long by a lack of resources that they need to be freed up and said you have the ability to do these things. So I'm glad that that's permeating through the department. So. And, and I think at our next meeting of this committee in February, our intention to, is to really take you visually through mm -hmm. and show you a lot of those improvements to really show you where the kind of the rubber has met the road. Yeah. Uh, and I think when we, when we keep doing that, you're going to see the numbers of visitors just continually increase. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And being able to use those revenues for things like the free Saturday mm -hmm. um, just is really a great fulfillment on getting people into the parks, and then it's all secured. So yeah, yeah. We're you know another a couple, one other thing to mention is we're starting some really large scale planning efforts around some some important future projects that we see. One big impact is going to be sea level rise and climate change. Mm -hmm. We have the Mill Valley Sausalito multi use path is our most heavily visited uh, site across the county uh, and Bothine Marsh that's right there is one of our you know best uh, ecological preserves additionally Bolinas Marsh is another incredible place that we manage as well as McGinnis Marsh and so all those sites we're engaging in you know really um, forward-thinking plans to adapt to climate change in those areas and make sure that those natural resources but also the important, you know, recreational and, and transportation infrastructure remains viable through a changing climate, and so um, those are large-scale projects. We're we're trying to time that so that we can take advantage of Measure AA that was approved by voters and other, you know, possible matching funding that we could utilize. Okay. Other questions?
Yeah, and maybe this is more of a comment than a question, but sure. it seems like there's kind of three phases with this. One, there was all the deferred maintenance and things that were falling apart that were really kind of coming, moving up that really needed attention. And then the second one was kind of um, um, preventative maintenance, so put in things so that we don't have that same issue. And then the third one was to do things that were kind of adding to our assets. Um, I guess I guess the question is, are we pretty well caught up on taking care of the neglected items, and have we put into place good programs that will prevent um, things from getting in, you know, getting beyond repair and things like that deteriorating? I think we're still doing all of the above, and I think it'll take quite a while to even get through all of the deferred maintenance. Um, you know, a great example is the water line here at Lagoon Park. Um, it's an old, what, asbestos water line? An old asbestos, the main line. It broke twice during the Marin County Fair. It caused a huge problem. Um, and we did the first section of that this year. You know, it's very disruptive work when we do that work. It, you know, we lose water throughout the park. You know, it's, it causes disruption. So we're doing a lot of this, you know, phased uh, one step at a time. Um, but we're going to be doing, you know, projects that include all of the above. Of course, our main focus is taking care of what we have and making sure that it lasts. So, do you, do you think that that phase will be complete before, before um, 20, 2100? 2100, yeah. Tw tw yeah, 2021, whenever, when the measure ends, so that if we don't get renewed, would we have addressed those neglected items and not have to be spending money on repairs, but really could be spending our money on maintaining what we have? That is a good question. And it's really, it's, it's probably too early to say. One thing that we've invested in is, um, is capital planning software to look at all of our facilities and figure out all of the components of those facilities and when they need to be repaired. You know, there's sort of a timeline on each of those Reserve things. Reserve study type. Right. Thing. Uh -huh. yeah. um, and so we've, we've been, we're just at the point of calendaring out, you know, how that can fit into a five-year capital plan. You know, additionally, a lot of these facilities like the Mill Valley Sausalito Path are being impacted by climate change and larger external forces. And so um, it's going to be a process of getting just figuring out what the solution is for those those resources. Uh, it's also additionally for our open space trails, there's a lot of interest in those facilities and so it's really important that we engage with the community on each facility and we take the time to do it right. So it will be a, a time intensive process and of course, you know, I think that we hope we're able to renew this funding and continue this work into the future. It, it seems to me like part of the promise we made the public was this money would be spent to fix the things that are broken, mm -hmm. and then then we would move on to adding more things later once we got that done. And I, yeah. I think that it's important <coughs> to keep that commitment so that uh, we can get their buy-in next time. Agreed. Other comments? Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm the new kid on the block. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm finding out. <laughs> I was born, I'm Jerry Gauze, and I was born in Pasadena. Won't tell you when, it's getting too far back. <laughs> um, I went through South Pasadena schools, Pasadena City College and Forestry, Cal State University, uh, 
physical geography, graduate work in botanical science. And I started work with the U.S. Forest Service in 62. And I worked on the Angeles, the Inyo at Mammoth Lake. Awesome. And the Sierra National Forest. And I just got settled in and they sent me to San Francisco where fucking ladder trucks drove me crazy, fire engines, sirens, all that. It's a big adjustment. Then I really went big time and I moved to 14th and Independence to our national office in Washington, D.C. And again, these were all in media, public affairs, public involvement, environmental education type jobs. And then uh, as a director of public affairs in the Pacific Northwest, and I landed there about the same time as the Spotted Owl did. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a tough job. Then I came back here and retired and uh, was director of the Clean Air Act for the National Forest of California, which, by the way, covered 20% of this state. Nobody seems to know it, but <laughs> it's a big array of forest life. So that's me, and I'm here to help. Welcome. 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 Thanks to Thank you. you. Do we have a date for our next meeting, Kevin? Is that we do. It is February 9th from 2 to 4 p.m. here in room 328. Okay. And Michael, if you want, I wrote down a few notes about what that meeting would include, including a more robust staff presentation. We'll bring in a few staff members like we did last mm -hmm. February and have them talk about the you know, energy enthusiasm in the department and all the great work they're doing. Um, we'll also have Badawi here to present the audit okay. and we'll present the final annual report. Are there other items that the committee feels they'd like to hear? Included on I, the agenda? I had one kind of question that's more informational than anything else. So I read in the paper was a week or so ago about the Audubon <coughs> group um, suing us to stop the open of the trails at the uh, Giacomini Preserve. So where do the funds come from to defend that? Does that come out of the county's funds? Does it come out of the park's funds? Is it measure A funds that support that? Or where, where does that defense come from? So yeah, we we work with county council. I think that's just general fund, right? Council uh, open space. Yeah, open space yes, right. yeah. yeah, I don't think measure A. No. Look out for an agreement because um, five percent of the park's open space goes on maximum ceiling. Okay. That's of administrative costs that can be stacked. So there's a portion that comes for right. right. So it's part of our just general administration across all of our funds. Yep. Across all of our funds, it's it I don't that pays for our representation just overall as a general percentage. I'm curious, how, how often do we incur those kind of expenses? I mean, how often are we spending money on legal fees to defend? Well, and I, I don't think it's, it's dependent on, a, on the case. It's, it's just the annual percentage contribution that pays for the administration that includes our representation. So it's not measure A, I, I don't think, would pay for it. Okay. The specific case. Joe, I, I would say uh, part part of the nice thing about having ongoing support from council and just paying into that support uh -huh. is just in my time here, I've probably written over 40 agreements, <clears throat> and every time you know I work closely with council to go through all the language and make sure that 
all the I's are dotted, et cetera. So we actually use their support um, much more broadly than just you know when we're sued, for instance. I see. Okay. The department isn't charged for legal representation on right. I guess that's what I was. It, yeah. It's but not an hourly charge. Right. It's just that we just pay a percentage of our administrative. Right. That's part of the budget. Yeah. Yep. Whether you use them or not, you're paying five percent. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Perfect. We're yeah. getting our money's worth. Yeah, we definitely use them. Okay. <laughs> Preventative work is good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's where the prime focus is. Yeah. 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 Um, if there are items that, that people would like to talk about having on the agenda, I would say reach out to Kevin between now and the, the next meeting. Um, and we can go through, you and I can look at the agenda as we get closer to that meeting. Um, I would also encourage everybody between now and the February meeting, um, get outside, take a look at some of these projects. Um, I'm sure staff could give us a, a list of uh, some items that could be either close to home or work. Uh, or if you just want to visit a different part of Marin, they can you some spots to take a look at um, and you know definitely encourage you to do that to see the work that's going on in the field I, I do look for reasons to get you out but please yeah. contact me and I'll set up tours whatever you'd like right. yeah. and Max and I are always looking for excuses to get out yep. yeah. 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 we'll come back and tell you <laughs> I walked uh, Roy's Redwood with my daughter last weekend before last I um, hiked the octopus connection and um, Oh, rode the plunge from White Hill up to the Boy Scout camp. Okay. Well, you saw some good stuff then. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I awesome. know a lot of people are happy about the plunge work up there. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's wondering, good. where did this show up? I don't remember it being this yep. way. Yeah. <laughs> I have compasses if people need them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, then can we have a motion to adjourn? I move. Second. Okay. All in favor? Thank you. 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 Thank you.